0: Hey, welcome, Iowa innovators, educators, entrepreneurs, ecosystem builders, and anyone who's interested in finding fresh ways of doing the work they do right here in Iowa.
1: This is Iowa Innovation, powered by NuboCo and sponsored by Nightmaster Good, where we talk to leaders in innovation, education, and entrepreneurship.
0: I am your co-host, Rob Merritt, and my guest co-host today is uh, Jessica Abdeny, who is also our social media manager at NuboCo. And Jessica, just um, talk a little bit about how you found your way to NuboCo.
1: Well, Rob, um, I was a senior in college and I was sitting in a class one day and said, wow, I got to get one of those job thingies. So I've always had my eye on NuboCo because I just think they are a great organization and I knew a couple people in the organization that I really admired. And so, you know, while my teacher was saying, are you are you looking at the board? Are you paying attention, Jessica? And I said and I lied and I said, yep. And then I sent in my resume. And then three weeks later, I graduated, and a week later, I was in New NuboCo.
0: I'm back on the... I had to get one of those job thingies.
1: Yeah, they really encourage you to do that after you get your degree. Well, it's
0: helpful, you know? It's, it's always helpful. That's very innovative thinking, to realize, hey, when I graduate from college, I should have a job.
1: Yes, I started applying... <laughs> <laughs> I literally started applying in February, because I was like, well, I just... I, I have to do it as soon as possible. Well,
0: and I work with you quite a bit because as social media manager and I'm communications director, uh, our paths intersect quite a lot. And we come up with a lot of our strategy together. And you're actually a, a fantastic member of the team.
1: I really appreciate that, Rob. Thank you.
0: I, You know, I, I do a the compliments every once in a while. I got to be careful because your head starts to swell after yeah. a while. But, you know, here and there, I'll, I'll throw one in.
1: I am definitely one of those Gen Zs that need to be told that they are liked every single day (laughs) (laughs) and that they won't get fired.
0: Well, and speaking of old teammates, this is going to be a fun conversation because we have Jennifer Murphy with us today. And Jennifer was a teammate to both of us at NuboCo. Mm -hmm. She was also the original co-host of the Iowa Innovation Podcast on season one. And she's since moved on from NuboCo, but she is still very active, particularly with organizations that support veteran entrepreneurs. She works with Bunker Labs uh, and other groups that basically take entrepreneurs who have started a business... Uh, who are veterans and are looking for resources and basically ways to go to the next level uh, and mentorship, and they are getting that help through these programs. So I'm looking forward to chatting with Jennifer about that. And it looks like you've got all that research ready to go, so that should, yes. uh, that should be kind of fun to drop on her.
1: I put it in my notes app, which I put everything in my notes app. So I just scroll past grocery list, you know, hit list, and I found the notes.
0: Okay, this is going to be a great conversation. I am looking forward to seeing some of that research in action when we chat with Jennifer Murphy. So let's innovate Iowa.
1: This show is sponsored by Nine Master Good, Iowa's largest law firm with offices in Des Moines, Cedar Rapids, and Ames. Nine Masters' cutting-edge positive legal approach has helped businesses of all sizes succeed for more than 100 years. You know,
0: we've been talking a lot today about veteran entrepreneurs and uh, them starting a new business, trying to figure out where to go, uh, what resources they're going to need. Well, the fact is, uh, a law firm like Nine Master Good is one of those resources. There are a number of services they offer that very specifically would help an entrepreneur, everything from uh, – Business organizations that are trying to figure out new employees and issues with that, to uh, to IPs protecting your intellectual property. If you have an idea, something new that you're trying to do, labor and employment. Basically, uh, you are going to want to have attorneys in your corner, kind of explaining, hey, you need to do this, you need to have this, and you know, make sure that uh, make sure that you're protected, that you're prepared. Uh, that's all stuff that Nymaster Good can do. And so it's very relevant to what we're talking about today.
1: I've always been told that I need attorneys in my corner, so I really appreciate that. Visit nymaster.com. that's n-y-e-master.com, to learn what Nymaster Good can do for you.
0: So Jennifer, welcome back to the Iowa <laughs> Innovation Studio. It's almost like you never left. Almost. Have you missed us? Completely, we have totally missed you. It's uh, it's been a fun season so far, but uh, but, but not as fun as the first season. There have been times where I'm <laughs> like, oh, Jennifer would have said something really inappropriate here, and and I missed that.
2: I know, I know. <laughs> I am I am really good at being inappropriate.
0: Well, we are excited to have you on uh, because we're going to be talking about uh, veterans and entrepreneurship. Speaking um, of inappropriate, uh, no. which is <laughs> <laughs> just <easy> wow. Thing. <laughs> um, no, th- I this is uh, this is something that uh, I. I I find really fascinating and, uh, was, was reading up on it some before, uh, before this broadcast. And I know that you've come in and you've talked about, uh, this program at 1 million cups, but, yep. um, but yeah, I, I mean, obviously you have, uh, you know, you're, you're a veteran yourself. I um, maybe we talk, let, let the audience know where, where and when did you serve?
2: Yeah. So, um, I was an RTC student in college, my last two years of college. And so I commissioned, As an officer in the Army um, a million years ago in 1997. Um, And then I served for seven years on active duty and then another like six months in the reserves and then another about year, a little over a year in the, um, sorry, two years in the Iowa National Guard. Um, and I did a couple of deployments. Um, so, like, right after September 11th, 2001, my unit deployed over to Afghanistan to begin building things in Afga- in um, Afghanistan. And then um, I came back and deployed a few months later um, as we kicked off in Iraq. And I actually got kind of a choice assignment working in an embassy in uh, Doha, Qatar. So I did not complain about that even a little bit. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah. But then I got out, uh, just kind of came off of active duty after I moved here to Iowa. Um, It was late 2006, 2007. I I can't remember the exact date. It was um, kind of a blur, but I had uh, gotten pregnant with my son and my son's father was just kind of like, he's like, I just know that I can't handle it if you get deployed. And he was not a military spouse, had never been. um, And so it just kind of became one of those decisions. And you know, a lot of us are faced with that is like, what is our next step in life? And so for me, that was the, the final separation.
0: And so I, I know that a lot of people talk about when someone gets done with the military, that sometimes they don't necessarily know where to go or what to do next. Mm-hmm. And obviously entrepreneurship is a great path if you have a good idea and, and you mm-hmm. want to start your own business. But at the same time, you know, that's an incredibly, it's always an incredibly challenging thing to try and start a business from scratch. So I'm assuming that, um, that programs like Bunker Labs, things like that sprung up out of a need for that. But, um, what, can you kind of talk about how you got involved with these programs and, and kind of based on that how you've seen them be useful and helpful for people?
2: Yeah, yeah, so I'm going to hijack your question just a little bit and back up to the transition <laughs> piece. Um because there it is it, it is an interesting process when you're leaving the military um because I know like when I got out it was um essentially kind of a swat on the behind and hey, go do great things. Here's a copy of a book that'll help you transition. And there was very little support to that. And I was kind of like, well, next step feels like get a job. Like, I didn't know that there was really any other option, um, which is how I ended up in Iowa. Um, You know, Iowa's not my home. It wasn't where I was from. um, But I got a great job out here. And so I, um, I took it and I moved here. Um, I had always wanted to have my own business. It was just something, but I didn't know what. That was really where I was at. I just, I always wanted to be doing my own thing, Um, did not know what that was going to, um, to look like. So it was several years before I even jumped into that, really. Um, So I got out in 2004, and it was 2012. Or 2010, I guess, I really started my own business. And then 2012, I went full-time in it.
0: And what was that business, by the way?
2: Um, So in 2010, I started my own coaching um, practice. And so I started doing um, personal and executive coaching for people. And then in um, 2012, I went full-time with that. And I also opened a retail operation at the same time. Um, which is now known as Illuminations. Um, at the time, it was Illuminations Healing Arts Center, um, and I owned the store and was a founding member of that operation. So, um, but as far as veterans go, like it was, it's it, my journey was really interesting into kind of this whole idea of supporting veterans and entrepreneurship because when I got out of the military and kind of did all my final separation. I was working for an aerospace and defense company, so like part of my work persona was knowing what was going on in military operations, but it really wasn't who I was anymore. And I didn't really, like I didn't go and strongly identify as a veteran anywhere, it was just I've had this experience and now I'm doing something else was my mindset. Um, but what happens with veterans as they're coming out of the military is they come out with all of these great skills, and a lot of people inside the military are encouraged to act like entrepreneurs. So I know at, at NuboCo, we've called that entrepreneurship, right, having that entrepreneurial mindset inside of a different organization. And so inside the military, you really do have to act like that. I mean, you are often given guidance and then have to figure out how to go execute that. Um, you are kind of given you are given scenarios, but things change on the ground and you got to be a problem solver and you've got to be creative and you've got to be willing to take a risk to get to the ultimate outcome that you're seeking. And that's not always combat situations. That's like trying to fix something in a motor pool <laughs> like, that, that can literally be anywhere. This is, you know, and, and that's just the way that people are trained to work. And so it's, it is actually a fairly natural leap for a lot of veterans to go into entrepreneurship because they're used to making decisions for themselves. They're used to solving problems. They're used to finding better ways of doing things. And so there's this great um, work ethic that comes out of that and often can also, you know, like they've done things that are risky. <laughs> and so like the whole like risk thing is not maybe as pressing. Um, the other, I think, thing that comes with being a veteran is the the desire for community. Um, veterans, we are, when we're in the military, we're on active duty status or even in the guard for that matter. You are part of a community like and every time you move, you're dropped into a new community. And it's like you get like your issued friends and, and people <laughs> to hang out with. Right. And so, um, you know, as you move into entrepreneurship, like one of I think the strengths of entrepreneurship, and I think we have this so, so strongly here in eastern Iowa, is the community of entrepreneurs. And so it becomes a great place to plug in and become part of something where there's a lot of people that are kind of focused in that same direction that you are and wanna be part of it. Um, so to get to the actual part of your question that you were asking, how did I get involved in Bunker I don't even Labs? remember what I asked anymore. <laughs> I just I, I, was, I was riveted
0: by this story. I was like, yeah, I asked something a long time ago, but yeah. I don't even remember.
2: <laughs> so your actual question was, how did I get plugged in with veterans and entrepreneurship in this community? Um, so what happened um, was I just kind of started being interested in this as I started um, working on my doctorate, actually, because you all know I can't have a conversation without mentoring, mentioning that I have a doctorate. It.
0: Are you a doctor? I am. Because you know what? I'm not.
1: I know. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> to be fair, if I went to school that amount of years, I'd, anytime if there was an airplane, they'd be like, is there a doctor on board? I, I would know. raise my hand. I know. Yeah, yeah. I
2: posted a meme the other day that was like the flight attendant was like looking for a doctor. And, um, you know, and stuff was like, oh, she, you know, that person's a doctor. Like, and I'm like, well, I'm not that kind of like, oh, they have a conference brief due in half an hour and are 50 words over a limit. I'm like, I got you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's the kind of doctor I am. But in any case, um, I started, you know, as I started to study entrepreneurship as part of that work, that research work, um, and I continue to do that today. Um, the I started just talking with lots and lots of entrepreneurs, and I started talking with, you know, people about the differences and the backgrounds that people had, and, and veterans was one of those things that started to come up. At the same time, I started to have people um, kind of coming into my life, and the first person that I really encountered. Um, was someone who was doing a veterans um, entrepreneurship group here in town, and this was pre-COVID, and that was called Vibe. And it was a big group of people from here in Cedar Rapids that were getting together, We're all veterans, and we were trying to get some community built around that idea. Um, COVID kind of imploded that (laughs) just (laughs) with not being able to meet and, you know, things getting a little crazy. But then when we were working on EntreFest 2021 – Yeah, 2021, Um, uh, Caitlin, actually, with NuboCo, who's the Kiva account manager now. Is that still her title? Oh, yeah. Okay, so Caitlin was working on sponsorships for Entrefest and was talking with um, Ryan Bratvold at Brown Winnick. I'm so proud of myself for remembering that. <laughs> uh, Brown Winnick and Ryan is a veteran, and Ryan and so Caitlin was like, "Hey, you should talk with this guy." So, kind of long story short, I got connected with Ryan, who's an ambassador for. Bunker Labs, who introduced me to another ambassador for Bunker Labs, they ended up coming to EntreFest that year, handing out swag all over the place and slowly drawing me in (laughs) to the fold and saying, hey, you should do this. You should be an ambassador. And they started explaining the program to me. And I was just like, this is right up my alley. I am passionate about entrepreneurship. I am passionate about Helping you know, sp- significant or significant um, designated groups of people that are not necessarily plugged into our normal quote unquote ecosystem, which if we can define that, I think we solve half the world's problems. But what <laughs> our normal ecosystem here in Eastern Iowa, as it grows? And so um they asked me to become an ambassador, and I did. I said yes. And so um i'm I've been doing that since November of uh, last year officially. Full-time. I not think, full-time, but as a full-time ambassador.
1: I think it's so um, great that well, what you were bringing up with how um, veterans are more likely to be entrepreneurs. I actually have a statistic that I was looking up because I wanted to be informed on this sure. issue. But according to like the U.S. Small Business Administration, it's like 45 more, 45% more likely that vets start a small business. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's definitely yeah. a need. And I actually yeah. did not put the name Bunker Labs to veterans together until just now. Yeah. I just think that's a great title. Yeah, it really <laughs> is.
2: Yeah, yeah. And so for those of you that still haven't made the connection, <laughs> there's a kind of a common cover called a bunker that people get into to kind of shield from um, explosives and also just kind of come together. Um, and you're in these close quarters with people kind of, um, you know, serving the landscape and and waging the whatever it is you need to be waging. So...
0: Yeah. Yeah. So in in doing these efforts to try and bring, uh, veteran entrepreneurs together, uh, were there any particular challenges that you ran into when you were, Mm -hmm. when you were working on that?
2: Yeah. You know, and it's the cool thing about Bunker Labs is that, you know, the structure is there. So we're kind of stepping into a structure. Bunker, Bunker Labs has been around for a few years. Um, and we uh, are currently in Cohort 22B, and what that means is we run two cohorts a year. And when I say the cohort, what I'm talking about is we've got basically a peer incubator program. So there's um, ambassadors for all of these different cities. I think there's like 37 cities. I think I'm off by one or two with that, but there's 30-something cities across the nation. Des Moines is one of them. Des Moines is our first Iowa um, cohort, and we are actually running our first cohort right now in Iowa, but there's been all of these others kind of across the US and just new cities kind of keep coming on board. Um, there are ambassadors in all of those cities who are volunteers, so we're an all-volunteer force um, with the exception of kind of the headquarters, but um, our, our pledge is to serve um, a couple of years as ambassadors and essentially run the cohorts. So we all launch on the same schedule. There's a structure and a framework that goes with it. Um, We uh, meet every week and do, like, we run through what's called a huddle format, and we run through kind of a program. And the idea is that um, we are helping entrepreneurs to be accountable, to figure out what they need to learn, and to resource them with knowledge. So we run things like master classes every couple weeks. There is... um, We've got a Slack community and a Bunker online community. There's a couple different places to plug in, but you can literally like post a need inside of one of those communities and there is likely a veteran in our network somewhere that can help you meet that need. Whether that is I need I would love to get on XYZ news program, does anybody have a connection? And chances are through first or second degrees, we've got connections. Um, Because, I mean, if you think about the sheer size of numbers of people that are in our network right now, we've got over 200 entrepreneurs in 22B alone. Wow, That's it. So you now multiply that by 44, and of course some of the initial cohorts were smaller, but that's quite a network. And then you've got not only those people in the actual cohorts, you've got all of the ambassador network, then you've got all of their networks. And so it really starts to stretch out. And there's tremendous power in that layer of the ecosystem in every community. Um, And I'll just for a second go off on that little tangent. (laughs) What I've started to (laughs) see is within our ecosystems, I'm starting to conceive it as layers. Like you have this big thing that is an interconnected ecosystem for entrepreneurs. But then within that, you've got like women entrepreneurs. You've got veteran entrepreneurs. You've got tech entrepreneurs. You've got all the different kinds of entrepreneurs that – that share, like, they overlap in one place that they don't overlap maybe with others. And then there's places they're going to overlap in multiple places. And so it becomes this really complex web. Um, But when we treat women entrepreneurs or veteran entrepreneurs or ag entrepreneurs or any other kind of entrepreneur as the exact same as everybody else, we miss an opportunity to capitalize on that experience and that diversity of thought and professionalism that any one of those groups can bring. And so I think just noting that there is there is a difference um, with, with veterans and what they're trying to do in some cases. And it's important to, um, to notice it, to capitalize on it, to support it, to encourage it, all of those things. And that's really what Bunker Labs tries to do.
1: So how do you um – like, what is how you would approach a normal, like, not a normal, I shouldn't say that word, <laughs> but like so, someone who is a civilian cohort, mm-hmm. how would you approach that differently to uh, veterans? Is there a different structure? Is there a different way? I mean, that must be so intimidating to have to go in and know all these veterans have different, wildly experiences that not so, like civilians could only, yeah. like, couldn't even think of to deal yeah. with. And they've put their lives on the line. Yeah. So it must be. A intimidating and be like, how do you properly structure it so it is beneficial for them?
2: Yeah, I think it's you know because we it's not directive; it's really inclusive. So, um, so for example, although I'm an ambassador for Des Moines, I'm actually co-facilitating um, one of the virtual cohorts. Because quite frankly, a four-hour round trip to Des Moines once a week is a lot. (laughs) And so (laughs) I tend to tap into that cohort. And and so the weird relationship I have with it right now is I'm actually participating as a member in our Des Moines cohort while I facilitate – the virtual cohort. So I'm using the Des Moines cohort to um, kind of reposition the business that I run called Dangerous Leader Group um, to kind of work through some changes that I'm making there. At the same time, I'm facilitating this virtual cohort that has people from all over the US in it, like Mm -hmm. from Wisconsin to Washington State to Virginia, you know, and they just weren't close to a physical cohort that was meeting, so that's why we did that. Um, the difference, though, um, is not necessarily that they need different tools as veterans or we need to treat them differently. I think it's more about um, having them set the tone. Like mm-hmm. you were treating them as if like there is not a pro, there's not a, a recipe for you to follow here to success. There is a what are you driving toward And now you're going to share what you're driving toward with all of these other people to get perspective and insight and ideas on that. Um, And then, like I said, you're going to kind of tap into that network, which is not significantly different than we would run in the Iowa Startup Accelerator, right? Mm -hmm. Um, What you are paying attention to, though, is some of maybe the language changes or Mm -hmm. the, the expectation, the pace change. Um, when we ran the EntreFest panel in 2021 20, on veterans and entrepreneurship, we called it Life Without a Manual. And that is one of the things I've observed and I've experienced, quite frankly, mm-hmm. is inside the military, if you are a veteran, inside the military, there's pretty much a manual for everything. Um, can, and if there's not, there will be one written. There will be some <laughs> sort of doctrine written around something. And that that serves as a touchstone. It serves as a guide for how we do what we do inside of those operations. When you get out, all of a sudden, there's not a manual for anything. And as you guys are well aware, there's not a manual for entrepreneurship. There's lots and lots of pieces of advice. And so (laughs) it's, how do you sift through the advice? Because you go to someone, and you're like, okay, they told me to talk to Rob, because Rob knows a lot about this. You go and you talk to Rob, and Rob tells you all these great things. And then they say, oh, and you should also talk to Logan. And you go and you talk to Logan, and you get a whole different story. And you're like, what the F?
1: Always conflicting. Who do I
2: trust? you know, And so that that piece of it you know we just we can help people navigate through that kind of stuff like what is the answer well what is the answer for you <laughs> Has that's there, where you're going to
0: have there been any success stories that you've observed since you've joined this that that's kind of stick in your mind uh like a a particular business that because of some advice or input they got mm-hmm. um they're now doing really well or yeah. somebody who didn't think they were or someone who felt alone before this happened? I mean, is there anything that yeah. pops into your mind?
2: Yeah, I think we're really early days in Iowa, to say that, um, you know, from an Iowa-based cohort perspective. But um, there if you, on the Bunker Labs page itself, there are several um, success stories. Um, one that comes to mind, just because he was just such a great guy, and his name is escaping me right this second, it'll come to me, but he... Does like a whiskey and cigar bar kind of like pop up service. So hmm. like if you were going to have a wedding, he could bring a whiskey and cigar bar. You have a corporate event, he could bring something that like is that. A brilliant idea, like, you is. know. And it's just taking something that you know, like he enjoyed, he was passionate about, and turning it into a business, mm-hmm. you know. And so um, that was one. Another is a woman who um, she made basically a, a baby activity pad. <laughs> And it's selling like gangbusters like Mm -hmm. she's doing really good with it. She was a military family member. And that's the thing about Bunker Labs is it's not just veterans. It's the military family members as well, which is a whole other dynamic because military family members tend to follow their military person. And so there is a lot of there could be instability with jobs if they move a lot. There can be an inability to really get established in a profession if their their profession say like makes them be in one place. You know, there's maybe a, a constant moving. Um, there may be um, other obstacles to that. You know, that just are what they are. And so you know, sometimes what this creates is that opportunity for that spouse or that that family member to take that leap, mm-hmm. you know, for and now it's their turn, you know, and so they're, <laughs> they're now doing the business while um, their military spouse or, or, or family member or what have you is off doing something else now. And, and it's so, like that sense
1: of community as well, like yeah. you were saying, yeah. but that is so yeah. beneficial
2: and there is just something about shared experience like even when you get you know army and navy and air force and all the kind of joking that goes around back and forth between the services you get all of them in a room there's still that shared experience mm-hmm. of we have either all served or we have been part of this community and so there is there's that level of trust from the beginning that really does matter in this it really it really makes a difference
1: i really enjoy with my brother who um, is, is going to be deployed in Kuwait, I do enjoy that when he does come to the dinner table, he gives an insight that I would have never mm-hmm. experienced um he is my little brother, but in, it's it's crazy that he has these experiences. Yeah. Um, and also, he does give me the insight of what the running jokes are with <laughs> army versus. Mar- I had no idea there was this conflicting with army versus marines oh, or yeah. the air
2: force or the oh, navy. Constantly. Yeah. And so, <laughs> it's I I really enjoy it.
1: But it's so crazy to see my little yeah. brother going and do these things. So it's nice yeah. that there is like a sense of community when he gets back.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It it means a lot to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So you were talking before about some of the online components of things and I know that uh, so in 2015 Bunker Labs uh, introduced Launch Lab Online Mm -hmm. to allow members of the military community to learn about entrepreneurship from anywhere at any time and you mentioned that uh, that there is a virtual cohort happening now as well Mm -hmm. Uh, so do you see Do you see more opportunities like that happening in the future in order to make this program more accessible to veterans who maybe don't live in the Mm -hmm. larger cities that the in-person cohorts are happening?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll continue on with a virtual cohort no matter what. We've got three right now. Um, So I'm actually facilitating virtual three. Um, So there was (laughs) enough people that were not close to a city like that where we could field three different cohorts. And our cohort target sizes are between 10 and 12. And so if you've got, um, you know, triple that, whatever that math is, you guys know I don't do public math. But, there's, (laughs) um, you know, so we've got that and then we've got all the in-person. Launch Lab Online is where, like, usually when people reach out to us, we're like, start there. Just, like, get that foundation, especially if you're not familiar with it. Start there. Get the foundation. Um, We open up applications twice a year for the cohorts. So everybody starts at the exact same time. And then at the end, we do what's called a veteran showcase. And we showcase everybody that completed um, the actual cohort. The cohort meets for six months. So it's not a short burst. It's not intended to be any kind of boot camp. But we're meeting for six months every week. Um, And so on December, I think it's December 6th, we will do the showcase for 22B. And we open um, applications for 23A in um, September. So um, anybody who's interested can apply for that, and then we launch that in January. So we'll have the kickoff for that, and then roll into the next six months, which would then end in June. We would then, you know, move on to those next pieces. So it just rolls like that every year. Just roll yeah. through it. So, you, yeah.
0: You were mentioning um, the the challenge that military spouses face, mm-hmm. and and honestly, that hadn't even occurred to me. But now that you mention it. That would be a that would be so crushing to get a business built and started locally Mm -hmm. and then have to just leave it behind because Mm -hmm. your spouse needs to relocate and you can't stay there anymore. Are there any other challenges that are unique Mm -hmm. to military entrepreneurs, things that they might face that um, that a non that a civilian entrepreneur wouldn't Mm -hmm. uh, that you've run into?
2: That's a great question. I, I mean, I can speak from my own experience. There was, um, (laughs) for me, it was impatience. Like I, um, I am all about just let's just move through. How is there not a checklist for this? Why is this so (laughs) unclear?
0: Why is there not a manual? Like,
2: come on. Totally support this,
1: Jennifer. Like Like, that is evidence based for Jennifer working with her. Yeah, (laughs) it's just you know I I like (laughs) to
2: understand the way things are supposed to work. Now it's not that like my entire military career was that way. It was it was quite honestly never that way mm-hmm. but there was always kind of a um there was a there was a guiding principle there was a guiding something and so without that kind of north star without that vision established it can be really easy to jump into something mm-hmm. and then realize oh, this isn't where i want to be mm-hmm. um there's also um depending on maybe your background um you know and what's going on uh, from you know, from the things that you've experienced and how they're contributing to what you want to do. If what you're trying to do is vastly different than what you did in the military, like there's some goodness in that because you can apply some of the similarities, but it's also just asking you to shift gears now. You know, maybe it's the intensity either needs to go up or down or the pace is different or the way that you need to communicate is different. And so it really is all just about self-awareness. Um, the other thing that's, that is that is kind of a, another factor in all of that is just all of the opportunities that are available to veterans for both funding, support, um, military spouses, all that kind of stuff. Like there's a lot of um, boots to business. Um, I think it's um, fatigues to farm or something. That doesn't sound right. But there's some ag grants out there. There's some, um, you know, technology grants. There is different programs. um, Helmets to Hard Hats gets people into the trades, as an example. You know, so there's a lot of programs out there that can do some voc rehab training kinds of things, as well as just funnel. Um, The other thing that the military offers, and this is military separate from Bunker Labs entirely, is they offer this program called SkillBridge. And what SkillBridge does is for, I think it's about the last six months of a service member's um, time in service, they will pay that service member salary but a company can employ them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So the service member gets about six months of experience with a company and they're working there for all intents and purposes. Um, and they get to have that exposure and that experience and then you know, I would say, I'm guessing sometimes a company will employ them full time and other times they will, you know, maybe they'll move on to another job. Or move on to an entrepreneurship, um, entrepreneurship thing, and so there's um, there's a lot of kind of opportunities that service members have today that they didn't have when I was getting out, which makes me feel super old. But so much <laughs> has changed, so much has evolved in the last you know twenty years or so um, to make a difference and make these things available. Bunker Labs is an example of that. Just recognizing that. We can continue that community. The other really cool thing about the military, um, I don't remember what your question was, but I'm going off on this tangent. The other cool (laughs) thing about the military was is that it's incredibly diverse, incredibly diverse on every level that you can imagine, from racial diversity, ethnic diversity, socioeconomic status, where we were born, all the things. And our entrepreneurial community then becomes a reflection of that. Hmm. Um, If you look at our cohorts, they're super diverse. We've got people from all over the place, um, age ranges, um, service types, um, types of business. I mean, in the virtual cohort I run... We've got a couple of nonprofits. We've got like a CSA kind of nonprofit that um, like farming. We've got um, somebody who does buckets of bread. We've got somebody who's doing AI, which I know Rob geeks out about.
0: Maybe just a little.
2: We've got somebody who is doing. Um, uh, he's doing like coaching and consulting. We've got someone else who is. He actually does. Um, um excavi- uh, Gosh darn. Uh, Ex- Archaeology. Oh, okay. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> excavating things, you know.
0: Indiana Jones. (laughs) Since this is, like,
2: not
1: a visual, I just want to say that Jennifer was moving her hands in a way that I was like, are you miming it?
2: Or (laughs) Yeah, you know, this is archaeology. Didn't you know that? (laughs) Um, But he does, like, he goes and recovers remains, and he actually uses it as a um, therapeutic aspect for veterans as well. So he'll bring veterans. They'll go to old battlefields. uh, I mean, they have permissions and grants and all the stuff that you need for that. But they will recover remains and be wow. able to return them to where they belong, and so they've done work in the UK in you know, World War II, World War I kinds of things. Oh, wow. They've done work here in the states, and so it's just it's a really neat mission that he's he's working on, and and um, we've got someone else who's really invested in like sustainable energy production, and so it just kind of goes on and on. Like there's just a lot of diverse sets of ideas out there here in Des Moines, we've got a cybersecurity company. We've got a concrete refinishing company. We've got someone who's looking at an app to help, um, like smaller businesses in the trades to Mm. be more efficient with their scheduling and with their paperwork kind of stuff. So there's just some really great diverse ideas out there.
1: I love how it went from like, first of all, I'm just, I just got excited the same way Rob would get excited about AI. I got buckets of bread. If you could Give me that contact because I would love a bucket of bread. bread Bucketofbread.com oh <laughs> I will be I will wear their shirt I love bread and I Chris, am <laughs> Chris will be thrilled <laughs> um yeah. but I love the diversity from literal buckets of bread which I uh, hope that's what that is, it is. okay it there's is. no surprise in nope. the title okay no nope. buckets of bread to concrete AI yeah. apps so has there any b- been like a major misconception with either um veterans or veterans families coming into the program where they feel like They are in a box or are you always surprised about their ideas that come like what is a misconception or what has surprised you the most?
2: No, I don't I don't know that there's any misconceptions by participants or by us coming in. And the reason I say that is they go through an application process. So Mm -hmm. this isn't just like everybody, you know, who has some cool idea shows up. They go through an application process and we go through an interview process with them. Um, after the interview process, we choose because we really d- we cannot have like 40 person cohorts. It doesn't work. So mm-hmm. we're doing, you know, these 10 to 12 person cohorts. So they're getting down selected and there's some kind of minimum criteria, like they've got to be an actual company, a formed company. Um, <clears throat> and then they kind of indicate, you know, do you have employees? There's a bunch of things we go through. And so it's this is not an idea incubator. It's a business incubator. So you mm. could have been in business for 12 years, and you're just looking at, how do I optimize operations? How do I grow? I want to open a second location. Maybe that's your challenge. Or, hey, I'm just starting out. I have formed this business. I've got some ideas. I'm trying to figure out now how to really establish. And
0: that's an important you know? distinction to make, I think, because it, this isn't necessarily something where somebody just got done with the military, yeah. and they're like, Huh, what do I want to do next? This yeah. program wouldn't really be for them. Yeah. But if they've already taken the initiative, yeah. like, "Hey, I want to start a business. I I've, I've I've done everything I need to do to get it going, and now I just need some guidance to yeah. get to the next level." That's yeah. when they should be applying.
2: Yeah, cuz the idea is like, you know what what we're doing from a Bunker Labs down to the entrepreneurs perspective is sharing things like grant opportunities, pitch competition opportunities. Um you know, opportunities for them to get investment or funding that they might need. Other programs that they can go into. There's a lot of of resources and programs that Bunker Labs is plugged into through our national sponsor network, as well as just organizations that work with us. HubSpot is an example. We have a significant discount on HubSpot as part of our Bunker Labs program, um, and so it's that's kind of a neat a neat tool to be able to get access to because as we were talking just right before the podcast, we're kind of giving Logan crap for subscriptions. He was like, I have so many subscriptions, (laughs) small business. Like you end up paying through the nose. I went, I've gone through that myself in my own business. Like it's feels like $10 a month. Isn't that much until you're paying that 20 times, you know? And you're (laughs) like, Oh my God, now I'm paying all this money. And Um, there's now a subscription
0: service (laughs) that helps you unsubscribe from subscription services. I was like, I was like, okay, how far have you fallen that you have to subscribe to somebody to help you figure out all the things you've yeah. subscribed to and get rid of them. But
1: there's nothing worse than seeing something thinking you have a lot of money in your bank account yeah. and then they're like, oh, it's the first of the month. Here's yeah. all these. Mm-hmm. Or hey, your three-year subscription is up. Here's <laughs> that next $500 <laughs> payment. You know, Gotta like change your email to get that free trial. That's
2: yeah. what I do. Yeah.
0: Oh, hey, you forgot to dis- you get auto-renewed for yeah. another two years. Oh
2: my gosh, auto-renews are the worst. Oh, um, <laughs> so
0: <laughs> I've always felt yeah. like if something has an auto-renew built into it that's hidden as much as possible oh God, yeah. that tells you a lot about the value of the service because if it's a really good service you're going to yeah. be like no I can't lose that man I'm, yeah. I'm signing up now if it's the kind of thing where they have to trick you into staying yeah. signed up that should that's yeah. a red flag right yeah. there
2: you know that's that actually reminds me of something you guys are kind of asking about these what's different about veterans one of the things that is different is is trust Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. veterans love working with other veteran businesses Mm -hmm. because they know they can trust them. Mm. It's, it is a weird, I don't, I don't, it's not weird. No, it is a um, unique, um, distinguishing characteristic of that market because, um, and and I'll give you an example. My fiance and I were talking about getting engagement pictures taken and he literally would rather fly somebody in that he knows that is a ranger wife, an army ranger wife who does photos into Austin to do our photos than pay for someone local to do it I Austin. get that well, well you're no, in totally a way supporting is. other veterans and that's yeah. supporting your yeah. community I completely yeah. understand that. but I like to use that example because like that is how veterans think about businesses
0: yeah no and it makes total sense I mean you yeah. have to rely on them in the service mm-hmm. you know there's i a, there's a, I'm sure there's a level of trust that gets yeah. built there that you yep. can't replicate anywhere else yeah yeah. Well, so if somebody hears about this, uh, if somebody's listening to this now who is a veteran and is like, "Oh, I, I wasn't aware of that program, and I want to look into it," where do they go? What should they do?
2: Yeah. So there's a couple a couple of things. You can just go to bunkerlabs.org and that'll get you started. You can click on the communities and you'll find Des Moines. Um, And you'll find myself, Bernie Stone, and Samantha Weinbrenner listed as the ambassadors there. And you can connect with all three of us on LinkedIn. Send us a message. You can also um, email me at jennifer.murphy at bunkerlabs.org and get in touch. Um, Definitely, if you are interested at all in connecting with this next cohort or kind of learning more about it, reach out to me. Um, We will be opening applications in September for that. And so really want to see... A nice big showing from Eastern Iowa, I will just share my secret goal is to get a Bunker Labs um, cohort or Bunker Labs presence established here in Eastern Iowa on our own in addition to Des Moines. I think we could do some great partnership work with our Des Moines um, counterparts, but I think we have enough a big enough veterans presence in Eastern Iowa to make this thing happen. So that's my closet goal, and um, if the Bunker Labs people are listening to this, surprise! just let the cat say, out of the bag that's I, my goal I don't think
0: that should be a closet um, <laughs> goal at all I think you should wave that wave that proudly yeah, I would I just, love to see that happen yeah
2: I think you know we just we do we have, we have a lot of things for veterans in this area but they aren't always real obvious mm-hmm. and I would like to use Bunker Labs as something to make those resources obvious absolutely so
0: yeah, yeah. well thank you so much Jennifer it has been really fun having you back in the studio <laughs> and, uh, and 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 this is a this is a great program that I certainly I'm I'm 100 behind you. I would love to see Eastern Iowa get its own chapter. Mm-hmm. So so thank you for joining us and uh, and come back anytime. Seriously, <laughs> like uh, this is this is uh, you're like an old friend.
2: Oh, I've never <laughs> been called an old friend before. I've been called old. I've been called friend. You're my current friend. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, beat that, Rob.
0: <laughs> I you are my you are my current and future always friend. Oh, how about that?
1: Boom. Uh, I'm not kidding. I think Jennifer thought that I was ignoring her at the last bit, but I literally looked up buckets of bread. And if you sign <laughs> up now, you get 20% off your first order. Yes, yes.
2: And Chris has got a bunch of recipes on there. Like, you can do things like... Um, cinnamon rolls and like pretzel things and pizza dough and so yeah he's Chris is passionate about his project product too so if you've got questions he's there to help you
0: well everybody go out get some buckets of bread (laughs) and uh, and 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 uh, Uh. Yeah. And <laughs> that's it. To add there's to that. nothing <laughs> to add to that. Know, Go get yeah, some bread. Just you get to yeah. keep
2: the bucket too as a souvenir. <laughs> Go like, get that bread. I feel like I should get like some percentage of any sale that Chris makes off of this. <laughs> is it, you say, Chris, Chris yeah. please send Chris me bread. Yeah. He I is, will uh, be more than happy to send your first He is based just up in Wisconsin. He's not that far away. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, Bunker Labs totally supports entrepreneurs who are doing it right now.
2: <laughs> Chris, please send me bread. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Thank you so much, Jennifer. My pleasure.
0: Thanks so much to our guest, Jennifer Murphy, for coming on the show. Remember, you can find her on LinkedIn, and you can also look up Bunker Labs at bunkerlabs.org.
1: If you love the show, please subscribe and leave a review.
0: You can also visit our blog, nubo.co slash blog, to find key takeaways summarized and detailed.
1: This podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Media Group. For more information, go to lasmediagroup.com.
0: And finally, we sure would love it if you'd think about making a donation to NuboCo because your contributions to our nonprofit help us continue to serve innovators, educators, and entrepreneurs across the state of Iowa. If you want to learn more, visit nubo.co slash donate.
1: And Chris, if you want to send that bucket of bread?
0: Uh, yeah, uh, you could actually send two of those. Yeah, I would also like a bucket of bread. So... Check out Buckets of Bread and Bunker Labs. Thanks, everybody.